The Her Sports Show, live every Wednesday on YouTube and every podcast app. Hello and welcome to The Her Sports Show. You're joining Neva Nasa to run you through everything in the world of women's sport. Did you know that 70% of viewers and listeners aren't subscribed? So we want you to hit that subscribe button today so that we can bring you even more high quality content. In the news today, it's a great result for Katrina Jennings. She has claimed gold in the first edition of the IAU 50km European Championships in Spain. The Letterkenny AC athlete crossed the finish line in a time of 3.19.42, having a broken away from the pack at the halfway point of the race. The national 50k record holder didn't slow down over the closing stages and powered all the way through to the finish line with an average of four minutes per kilometre. That's a pretty quick time over 50k, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Sorica Lachnan was also uh, in the race and she finished in sixth place, which was a great result for Team Ireland. We were over in the UK at the weekend and we managed to get up to Wembley to to watch the USA-England game. So it was a 2-1 win for England, but it was great to see a stadium of over 76,000 people there. Uh, Something we can only, I think, dream of to see for an Irish team or for Irish sport. What do you think of those numbers? Insane, yeah. Like, I'd say the atmosphere was, like, incredible. Yeah, no, you can definitely see with, um, with England, like, the way that they make it into a spectacle and like really really into an event and I think it's something that we can learn for for Irish sport uh, as we're trying to grow the audiences like I know um, there's been a huge impact that Little has had on the LGFA and there's been a lot of work from uh, Little Woods and Liberty Insurance when it comes to Camogie but um, I think there's a lot we can learn from the UK and from the US and how they um, make things into like such an event and the excitement and the fireworks and like all that kind of stuff which was cool but shows um, kind of what's possible yeah, yeah absolutely and, yeah. and it makes everyone excited for it and it makes you feel like you're part of something mm-hmm. and, and all that so yeah and it was really really great to be there um, and definitely created some excitement for the match that we're, yeah. we're going to have tomorrow on, on Tuesday so Ireland are playing uh, Scotland tomorrow so Austria and Scotland played last week and we were then finally found out who we were playing in the, the playoffs for the World Cup so uh, Scotland scored close to the final whistle to get that uh, crucial goal um, in terms of the game, the match ahead, so Ireland have faced Scotland uh, the most internationally, um, so we should know the, the team pretty well. Um, possibly a preferred opponent than Austria uh, to face Scotland. So it's been uh, 22 times that Ireland and, and Scotland have met. Um, we'll be hosting a watch party at the bar tomorrow in Stephen's Green to watch the girls in green take on Scotland. Uh, definitely get down uh, bring all your friends family work colleagues uh, so that we can all shout on the team together it's certainly going to be an exciting match um so i suppose i run through the playoffs as well um so tomorrow obviously ireland are playing scotland uh but there's also portugal and iceland and switzerland and wales and it's kind of complicated the way that it's organized but it's basically done on a league table so switzerland have 19 points Iceland have 18 points and then Ireland have 17 points. Um, we are going to do an article on her sport, so check that out, uh, kind of diving into how the qualification will happen depending on the result on Tuesday for Ireland. Um, but yeah, it's a bit... And even with like everything that happened last week, like not knowing who we were playing mm-hmm. and everything, you know, the whole thing just seems a bit... Complicated. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's hard for people, and like especially when you're trying to push attendances at these games you know it's making life a bit more difficult I think yeah I guess we'll try and explain uh, a bit of the qualification process for the for the fans at home so 
if all three of the teams win, Ireland will have another playoff tournament in New Zealand later this year because, as you mentioned, uh, Switzerland and Iceland are ahead of Ireland on the table. So they will have a, a chance of qualifying because they'll be going in as the highest ranked team uh, to that qualification tournament. But obviously we're hoping that um, it'll all be signed, sealed, delivered tomorrow for Ireland. Um, I think the main hope is that Iceland uh, will lose or draw to Portugal. Mm-hmm. So then Ireland will move ahead on points. If Ireland do go to the, the playoffs, it kind of just adds to that waiting game. And, and obviously yeah. as fans, like everyone's hoping that Ireland will get through. Yeah. We'll get through tomorrow. Um, so definitely three games to for people to tune into. Obviously the Irish game, like we definitely want to pe- see people watching. Um, but it, it will be a pretty tense time for everybody trying to figure out like what's going on. Um, it, you obviously mentioned the qualification process. Like it's been really difficult for people to understand. And like I've heard a few people say that it wouldn't happen. Um, for for men's tournaments for this qualification, like as you said, like we're trying to increase attendances. You're trying to market the um, you know, women's football to people. Like there's a lot of people excited after the Euros, but it just seems to be kind of a long drawn out process. Um, the next qualification uh period isn't until February, and then obviously the the competition is is later in 2023, but. Um, I think it's really tough for fans like it was only Thursday evening that we found out yeah. that we were going to play in Scotland and then you only find out the venue then that it's going to be in Scotland on Thursday night with the game going to be on the Tuesday so while people could have had the day booked off uh, for Tuesday like you don't have flights booked for yeah. Scotland or Austria and then the closer obviously you get to the day of flying the more expensive it gets so I think it's just become um, like you'll have like real hardcore fans traveling but I think fans that maybe um might have been interested in going will be put off because everything is just like quite last minute but yeah that's what I think I've found but I don't know what do you what do you think on the whole process yeah no I agree and even last week we spoke to Vera at the press conference and she was saying how odd it was and like mm-hmm. she's never experienced that in all her years in women's football so yeah it's just it's it's frustrating I think for mm-hmm. a lot of people and probably for the players as well you know um they want obviously massive attendance yeah, at yeah. these games and like it's just making it a little bit difficult I think and I think there's like we're, we're coming off a high of the euro so like I do think yeah. there's the appetite there for it but obviously you have to give people the the information exactly, to know yeah. like what's going on um but I think people generally have found it like quite a like overly complicated qualification system mm-hmm. and that's where we're going to put an article up obviously on her support so people can find out um that information but it, it certainly has been tough over in the AIL, give us the update there. Yeah, so I suppose BlackRock College were playing Galwegians and BlackRock won 36-19. And I suppose the big story from that game was uh, Baden Parsons had her debut um, and she scored five tries. So um, Some results. Absolutely amazing, <laughs> yeah. So that was a 36-19 win over, over the previously unbeaten uh, Galwegians. Uh, Setonians then were playing Railway Union. They lost five seventy eight, so a massive scoreline there. And Amy Lee Murphy Crow she claimed um her second half hat trick in Railway Union's uh fourteen try win um over them. And then other results, the Ballancolic were playing Wicklow. That ended ten each, and Cook played Old Belvedere, and they lost sixty five nil. Um, so those are kind of just some of the results. But the AIL show will be um wednesday isn't it yeah. yeah so for anyone that wants to tune into a more detailed debrief on the uh rugby ail show powered by energy catch up with hannah tyrell and jessica woodlock on wednesday for more um i suppose over in ga then there's been kind of a lot of news so last week the pwc camogie all-stars were announced 
Um, obviously, Kilkenny won uh, the All-Ireland, so they've taken prime position um, in the nominations. They have 11 nominees, Cork have 10, Waterford have 7, Galway with 5, Dublin 2 and Limerick with 1. Um, we have a post up on um, with the full list of nominees, so you can check that out, and the awards will take place on the 26th of November. Uh, so the TG Cahir LGFA All-Stars were also announced, and again, Mead leading the way there as All-Ireland Champions with 13 nominations. Uh, Kerry um, have 11, Donegal 6, Mayo 5, Armagh 4, Dublin 2, Cork 2, Galway 1 and Leash 1. And again, we have a full breakdown of that over on hersport.ie um, and those will be announced on the 19th mm-hmm. of November. Um, then I suppose more in LGFA as well, kind of the county finals are happening in provincial finals and uh, in the Munster provincials there, uh, more Nabby last year's All-Ireland winners, um, they got knocked out by Bally McCarby ladies okay. um, in Waterford. So uh, the final score was 3-7 seven to 7 points. Um, and you know more Abbey have been massive um, for for ladies football um, really really amazing results from them you know they won last year and they also won uh, in 2018 2019 um, so that was kind of a shock yeah. defeat for them but um, great for Waterford football and in other news then Dun & Moyne they are um, they won their 20th county title in a row <laughs> in Monaghan so that's pretty impressive yeah going. another another great result for them um so well done to them and then up in Armagh the uh, senior finals were on then between Clown Naharan and Cara Cruppen and that ended at 11 points each so it was a thrilling final and that's going to a replay okay um so that's kind of all the news in um GA at the moment um over then I suppose in netball a quick switch um but from the 12th to the 16th the Irish netball team are in the World Cup qualifiers over in Glasgow. So, um, yeah, I feel like that'll be really exciting mm-hmm. and um, well done to them. Um, so best of luck to all the, the girls the netball, that will be involved netball in players. That. Yeah. Over in AFL News, the European Championships were taking place. So the Irish Panchees were in action after a three-year hiatus of the competition. The, the reigning champions, the Irish Banshees, uh, defended their title at the 2022 uh, Australian football championships in uh, Croatia and they beat Great Britain on Saturday. Uh, they were the only team that scored any points against them, which is a phenomenal result for the Absolutely, Irish team, like yeah. obviously showing the, the standard and, and the strength that they have there. Uh, they finished with uh, 18 goals, 16 behinds and 124 tackles to the Great Britain Swans who had one goal, three behinds and nine tackles. So a really, really good result to the Irish Banshees and congratulations. Uh, very impressive, definitely the fact that uh, Great Britain were the only people that managed to uh, get any scores uh, yeah. against them. It's an amazing statistic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we have another new uh, world record um, in Ireland now as well as Nina McGann from Balbriggan in Dublin. She set the new freediving world record in Turkey. Um, so this year she turned 50 and she is obviously very inspirational and she said that she's hoping that this uh, will inspire others mm-hmm. as well. And also at the weekend, the Swim Ireland Awards took place and uh, Ellen Keane, she got Performance Athlete of the Year for Paris Swimming alongside fellow Paris swimmer and world champion bronze medalist uh, Roshini Rain. It seemed like a, a great event, the Swim Ireland yeah. Awards, and I know that Ellen Walsh picked up uh, Performance Swimmer of the Year as well. So uh, some really, really good results. Obviously, those, those three athletes and uh, the others that received awards that night um, yeah. have been fantastic for Swim Ireland. But 
Um, for these stories and more, head over to hersport.ie to tune in to the latest news. As mentioned, if you're available uh, tomorrow on the 11th of October, Tuesday, uh, to catch up with uh, her sport and all the rest of the fans for the girls in green, join us at the bar on Stephen's Green from 7.30pm. We caught up with the Irish team ahead of their match against Scotland, so stay tuned to hear from them. Hi Lily, how are you? Good, thank you. So you made obviously a huge impact in the game. How did that feel and how was it coming down from that? Yeah, it was like you say, it was all a bit surreal. Um, yeah, I think back to business as normal since then. Been back at club and just trying to stay fit, trying to stay healthy and prepare as best possible to, to lead into this game. So obviously this, this game is, is massive. Um, how would it feel to play in a World Cup? It's every girl's dream, isn't it, really? I think, you know, all the girls here I know uh, are, are thinking about it daily and doing everything they can to, to put in the best performance possible individually um, come Tuesday. And then, like I said, if everyone individually is, is given their best performance, we, we, we feel we're going to get there. And not knowing who you're up against, that's really, really unusual. Um, how does this kind of affect the I think it's one of them. I think it hasn't really affected us because ultimately, if anything, it's probably just more hard work for our staff who are having to do kind of their due diligence on, on both teams. And, you know, we're going to be prepared either way. I think we've got people going to the game and we're going to have all the information we need as we would normally prepare leading into that game. So I don't think it affects us too much who, who we're going to face. We're going to focus on us. And ultimately, if we if we do that, we're confident that we're going to, we're going to get there. Look, injuries are horrible for anyone. It's it's part of the game, though. Unfortunately, we've we've all been there. We've all we've all had blows. I just think we have to trust in every everyone here and everyone in this squad that that Vera's put together. We we have great kind of trust within that that everyone's you know ability can can step up to the plate, and we we all know that we we believe in that, and so. As unfortunate as it is, I think we have to just trust in each other and believe that regardless of who plays, or if you're on the bench, if you're in the squad, that us together as a team, we're going to pull through. And then I suppose the success of the Euros was, was massive for women's football. Do you think that that kind of instilled belief in you guys and kind of inspired you in the way that you know, Irish women's football has been? Yeah, 100%. I think, like I said, obviously quite a lot of the girls here play in England and, and you see the effect that that's had from England winning the Euros over there. And like I said, I think you know, if Ireland gets to the World Cup, it's going to be every girl's dream to, to get to the World Cup one day. And like I said, girls now can dream of being professional footballers. I was saying earlier, you know, girls can turn around that are six, seven now and say they want to be a Katie McCabe, they want to be a Denise O'Sullivan and back in my time that, that wasn't a thing, you couldn't say that um, so it's, it's so so powerful the, the way that women's football is going and I just think we have to continue to work hard to, to improve that for everyone. Yeah, I think obviously everyone's really, really looking forward to it. I feel like playing at this top level, these are the type of games that you really look forward to, and this is kind of the pinnacle of the game. So I think we're obviously focused on the task and just trying to do our best to prepare for the important game on Tuesday. Yeah, so obviously not knowing who you're up against, that's quite unusual. Um, how does this kind of affect preparations for you guys? Yeah, I think obviously it's a bit of an unusual circumstance, but I think we're doing our best to kind of adapt to that and kind of prepare for both options and do everything we can to be ready for either opponent and, yeah, just kind of taking it in stride and keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, it would mean the absolute world. Obviously, I feel like it's something that ev everyone's dreamed of since they were a little girl when you first started started kicking a ball around. So I think, yeah, it means it would mean, yeah, a lot. Um, obviously, the squad have had uh, several kind of injury goals recently. Um, how is this kind of affected uh, preparations for the game? Yeah, I think obviously being part of a team sport, um, injuries are kind of part of the game, which is always difficult. But I think. That's kind of why we prepare and we have people ready to step in and kind of fulfill the role that they're asked to do. So I think everyone's kind of focused on the task and obviously sad and disappointing to be missing out on some big players. But obviously we have a lot of players that can fill in and do the job as well. So I think everyone's looking forward to that. Absolutely. And kind of the success of the Euros recently is just undeniable. Has this kind of really raised their belief and inspired you know, the Irish squad as you speak to the population? Yeah, I think obviously the growth of the women's game in the past year and especially this summer, it's been absolutely amazing. So I think, and for us personally, kind of seeing the crowds we've been able to get at Tala and just the support from Sky and from the country behind us, it's been absolutely amazing. So I think it's, yeah, it's been really special to see the support and the growth that, that we're headed in the right direction. The Her Sports Show, live every Wednesday on YouTube and every podcast app.